Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. Now, let's enjoy this week's message. Right, 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 right. So, so um, today, obviously, we're specifically shining a light into this thing of addiction and the opioid crisis, substance abuse. Raise your hand right now if you or your family has been affected in any way by addiction. So, yeah, 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 you get it, man. Uh, nearly everybody, everybody in here needs help. Nearly everyone in here needs healing. Nearly everyone in here needs hope. But here's my question to you. Where are you going to go to find those things? Where are you going to find that? Um, well, I believe that this house, everybody say this house. I believe this house is a house where hope can be found and so much more. This house is Compassion Church, but it's not just Compassion Church. You see, this house, 215 Third Avenue, is a house that, that is shared between Compassion Church in Danville, Virginia, and Hope Center Ministries, and we work together. Amen, Hope Center? Do we work together? This morning, you've heard stories from people who are in the battle right now, working so hard to, to come out the other side of addiction. You've heard stories from, from those who have come out the other side and are living the life that maybe God planned for them, taking their story and their struggle and turning it into success and turning it into something that can be used to help someone else. This morning, you've heard stories of heartache and pain from a mama and a dad who lost a son way, way too soon. But if you're looking for answers today, let me just tell you about this house. I want to tell you three things about this house. Number one, this house brings help. This house brings help. Um, some of you today who are fighting uh, the battle of addiction may, may feel like your situation today is simply helpless. You may hear the stories. You may not believe that it can work for you. You may feel like it's a helpless situation. But can I tell you that, that in his lifetime, in his time walking around on our, our planet Earth, Jesus himself faced so many situations that were just absolutely helpless. People would flock to Jesus because their situation was helpless. One of my favorite stories of the encounters that Jesus had with people is found in Mark chapter 9. Look at this, Mark 9, starting in verse 21. Uh, Jesus has an encounter with a dad. And it says, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has your son, how long has he been like this? Jesus might ask some of you parents here today, some of you who are struggling with your children who have been stuck in addiction for so long, some of you mamas and daddies right here who so long for the Thanksgiving that's coming up to be what you had dreamed of, Christmas to have your family, but you don't even know where they are. Jesus said, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. Does that sound familiar, Right? Maybe not fire or water, but the demonic presence in maybe your child's life has tried to destroy them over and over. And this dad, look at these words that he says in verse 22. He says, it's often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, those are words of desperation. Those are words of I'm clinging to anything that I can find. If you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. I love this. Verse 23 kind of funny the way Jesus says it. It's almost like Jesus takes that man's chin and lifts it up and looks in that man's eyes and says, if you can, 
Do you know who you're talking to? I would say to you this morning, church, those of you who are saying to Jesus, if you can change my life, Jesus is saying to you, if I can, do you know who it is that you're speaking to? If you can, huh? If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed. He blurted it out. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. You ever been there? I do believe in Jesus, but is Jesus going to work for me? I do believe. Help me overcome my belief, my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, see, people knew that Jesus had the power. He had done it before. They had heard the stories of others who had been healed, and he's about to do it again, y'all. He's about to, come on, let's go. He's about to do it again. The crowd begins to grow. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit, you deaf and mute spirit. He said, it doesn't say he screamed. It doesn't say Jesus ran three laps around it. Jesus just calmly spoke to that thing. He wasn't scared of the demon. He wasn't afraid that he wasn't strong enough to overpower it. Jesus was confident in who Jesus was because Jesus is God and he has power over it all. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Jesus and dad just got real with each other. Jesus told dad that in him nothing is impossible, even your impossible situation. Dad told Jesus, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief, and Jesus did. Well, right here in this house, we see Jesus keep bringing help every week. What does that look like? Well, the help that Jesus brings to this house is Hope Center Ministries. The, hope that, the help that Jesus brings to this house is weekly gatherings just like this where our spirits are lifted. The help that Jesus brings to this house is Wednesday night prayer meetings where, where as a family of believers, we get together and we lock in and we pray for each other. The help that Jesus brings to this house is Bible studies where you can dig into the word of God and see that there is power and learn about it. The help that Jesus brings to this house is C groups where people get real with each other and study the Bible and learn. The help that Jesus brings to this house are the sport groups that meet on multiple nights of the week where we can just get in a small group and we can just say those things that we would never say to anybody else. This is a house of help. But it's also a house that brings healing. This house brings healing. We've already read the verse. I thought it was interesting. Steve and I didn't even coordinate on this, but 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what church? The old is gone and the new is come. And I love it because healing does not mean that we just put a Band-Aid on a situation. Healing means that, that, that we, go, we go deep. Real healing means that I go through the process that leads to transformation. Anytime I've ever seen a butterfly flitting and flying around, I've never thought to myself, hey, that's a caterpillar with wings on it. When I see a butterfly, I'm like, man, that thing's beautiful. Look at the intricacy of the details of the wings. I don't think about the caterpillar. When I look at Jamie Foley, who is leading Hope Center Ministries right now here in Danville, Virginia, the director, and I see the life that he's living right now, I see a brother with khaki pants and a button-up shirt with his head shined up pretty this morning, and he is doing it. I don't see the guy that y'all saw in the picture. You know why? Because the old has passed away and the new has come. God's doing a new thing in his life. 
And all of those men that you saw standing up here, you're seeing them in that transformation process because they've said yes to Jesus. They've been in that water. They've come up. Salvation has come to them. And now they're following the plan. And there has to be a plan for healing to take place. There has to be a plan. And there has to be an order. And there has to be structure. And it has to be rooted in Jesus. If anyone is in church, no, 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 no. That's not what it said. It doesn't say if anyone goes to the Bible study or the small group or if anyone gives a sum of money. If anyone does good work, it's not what it says. It said if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Healing comes when we're willing to lay it all down. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. God, I've been keeping the plate spinning. I'm sick of it. I'm laying it down. I'm surrendering. And now, Jesus, you live, you leave, and that's where healing begins. This house is a house of healing. This house is also a house that brings hope. This house brings hope. 1 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen right there. Too often we read past those verses. Praise God. In his great mercy, you better thank God for the mercy that he shows each and every one of us because of the way that our sin cries out to him. But in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into what? Into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you. Here's what I'm saying to you, man. This house brings hope. The hope that we have is not about a church, a pastor, a worship team, a structure, a system, a connection with a network. It's none of that. The hope that this house brings is the hope that is found by being in Jesus Christ. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, in him, not the church. He who abides in Jesus will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. But man, when we plug into him and we take hold of the hand of Jesus and his power runs through us, all things are possible for the one who believes. He wants us to know that, man. He says, meet me, trust me, follow me, and then amazing things begin to happen. You know what happens? You know how the hope that comes into us? When we experience salvation and grace and giving our lives to Christ, here's the thing, and you gotta get this. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He's not just out there running Pluto and Mars and Saturn and Venus. He is now living inside of you. He is a living hope. And he is alive inside of us. And he begins to show us those things in our life that we got to cut out. He begins to show us those things in our life that we need to add in. He begins to illuminate the things that have power and purpose in our life. And if you're fighting and struggling against addiction and you feel like you've done everything you can do and you've paid the money and you've tried the program and you've done the steps, but you've never given your life to Jesus. He's saying to you today that you have stepped into a house This is a house of hope. This is a house that brings help. This is a house that brings healing. And this is a house that brings hope. And my guess is this morning, as you have sat and listened, there's some of you whose hearts are so thrilled by what you're seeing in others. And there are others who are sitting here today who are so desperate for hope. Would you stand to your feet with me right now? As you stand to your feet, here's what I want you to hear this morning. This is a house of hope. And it's not just hope for addiction. It's not just hope for for the opioid crisis. It's hope that you can get past the depression. It's hope that you can get past the the identity that you've taken on that you never meant to assume. It's, it's, It's hope that God can change things in your life. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes right now? Holy Spirit of God, would you just fall on every person in this room right now? 
in a way that will bring life change, God. God, will you give courage to the one who needs to find courage right now? God, we believe in you, and we believe that you want to do a mighty work right now. Lord, we have seen the impossible that has been done in the lives of these who have testified this morning, but I believe that you want to do even more. And right now, there are some that you want to bring hope and healing to. There are some that you want to bring salvation to this morning. Right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to just give you an invitation. And here's the invitation. It's very simple. You've been doing your life all on your own. You've been trying to figure it out. You've been trying to fix it. And the truth is, maybe you're a good person. You may be a good person, but being good is not good enough. You've never taken the time. You've never surrendered yourself to the point where you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There are lots of you in this room, I am convinced this morning, that today is the day that God wants you to give your life to Jesus. So, having said that, as you stand there with nobody looking around, this is your moment. I'm going to ask you, in boldness, to step out of your seat right now. Meet me right here at the bottom of these steps. Come on down and accept Jesus and let him begin your new life. Come on, I see some movement already. Who else is coming? Come on, come on, come on. Don't wait, don't white knuckle that seat in front of you. Come on, amen, yes, come on down. Come on down, who else? Come on down, I need to give my life to Jesus. Things have to change, amen. Praise God, she said, I've already accepted him. I need him stronger. Some of you this morning who are with me every week, you know what we do next, but every time we do this, there's someone, there are people in this room that are, are, are too, too, too bashful, too shy to go by themselves, but they would come if somebody would come with them. Look at the person, everybody in the room, look at the person beside of you and say, if I go down there with you, will you go? Everybody, come on, do it. You're not doing it. If I go down there with you, will you go? Come on, start stepping out. Come on. Yes. Yes. Amen. Come on. There are people who want to come. They just need somebody. I don't want to do it by myself. Come on. Who else? If I go down there with you, will you come? Come on. Don't make me wait all day. Y'all know you're coming. God's wearing you out about it right now. Come on. Yes. Praise God. Come on. Come on. If I go down there with you, will you go? Come on, keep coming. Come on, fill it up. Now, the ball's rolling. You're not on your own. You see you're not the only one. Come on. Don't miss this moment, man. God wants to change your life today. If I go down there with you, will you go? God wants to change your life today. He wants to give you hope and freedom. Come on, if I go down there with you, you're coming. Let me be clear. You're coming to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're going to lay down your past, and you're going to be saved today. It all changes right here. Come on. If I go down there with you, will you go with me? They're still coming. Somebody else. There's somebody holding on with everything they've got right now. Somebody has not been asked. Are you the one that has not asked the person? Turn to that other person that you've not yet asked and ask him. If I go down there with, there's one more person that hasn't come yet. If I go down there with you, will you go? Here's what we're going to do. If you're kneeling down right now asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, now I'm not asking you, look, we're not up here today to pray about your finances and your family. We're here to pray right now for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Amen. My God. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I'm going to ask everybody in the room to say this with me so these people don't feel like they're all alone. Before I pray it, I'm going to tell you what you're doing. You're going to ask God to forgive you for your sins. You're going to place your faith in Jesus for what he did at the cross. And you're going to give him your life and ask him to be the Lord of your life. Here we go. Everybody repeat this after me. God, I need you. I confess my sins today. I lay them at this altar. I give them to you. Jesus, I believe you paid the price for my sins. You can take it all away from me. 
you can make me free today. Lord, I want you to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I give you my life. Help me, God, to live in a way that honors you and is led by you. When I stand up, I'll never be the same. I'm not going back to the person that I was. You now live inside of me. I now live to follow you. Jesus, you are my Lord from now through eternity. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, church, celebrate. Let's go, church. Let's go, church. Let's go. Now listen, 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 listen. Everybody, don't leave just yet. Don't leave just yet. Don't leave just yet. If you just prayed that prayer of salvation, before you go back to your seat, or when you get back to your seat, I need every one of you to fill out one of those next steps cards. Here's why. It's so important that we get a card from you saying, I gave my life to Jesus today so that we can follow up with you, help you to take the next steps that lead to baptism, that lead to connecting, and help you to make your way into the rest of life. You can go back to your seats now, but make sure we get that card from you. Now, here's what we're going to do, churches. They're making their way back. Our worship team's going to lead us in another song. There are some of you today who it's not an issue of salvation for you, but they're, listen, y'all, y'all aren't listening to me. There are some of you today who you would say, I know I've been saved, but man, the struggle is real. And I need hope today more than I've ever needed it before. As they begin to play, as we begin to worship, if the Spirit of God is leading you, this altar is open. Come lay it down. Come pray it out. Come cry it out. Do whatever God's putting in your heart. And let Him take it. Let Him heal you. Let Him bring hope to you today. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. For more information on service times and location, please visit CompassionDanville.com. Now, let's enjoy this.